When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. NVIDIA sets a record for the largest one-day market cap gain for any company and powers a market rally in the U.S. And how important are your college credentials? New data shows more than half of college graduates are working in jobs where their degrees aren't needed. There seems to be this mismatch between the types of graduates that campuses are graduating and what companies are hiring for. And trying to figure out that puzzle is going to be significant for companies and institutions of higher ed alike. Plus, thousands of AT&T customers lost cell service across the U.S. It's Thursday, February 22nd. I'm Anne-Marie Fertoli for The Wall Street Journal. This is the PM edition of What's News, the top headlines and business stories that moved the world today. Shares of chipmaker NVIDIA soared to an all-time high today, jumping nearly 16.5% after yesterday's blockbuster earnings report. NVIDIA gained more than $276 billion in market cap today, the largest one-day market gain for any company on record. U.S. stocks rallied with the S&P 500 hitting a fresh record, the Nasdaq climbing nearly 3%, and the Dow finishing above 39,000 for the first time. For many market watchers, it might seem like NVIDIA is the only stock that matters today. Our semiconductor reporter Asa Fitch joins me now. Asa, is that the case? Well, it kind of is. It's driving a lot of the upward activity on the stock market. You've seen some other chipmakers whose stocks have gained as well. You have AMD and ARM, which makes circuits that go into a lot of chips. So it's lifting a lot of boats here, and the company is doing obviously really well. I want to pick up on a topic we talked about a bit on this morning show, and that is the sustainability of this rally. AI is pretty big among tech companies, but not quite yet in the corporate world. So what do NVIDIA's results show us about the sustainability of this? Well, it's still the big question about the AI boom is essentially how long it's going to last. There's been no indication so far that you can really point to that would suggest that it's easing in some way or that people are spending less money on chips that are driving AI. In fact, NVIDIA's results show that people are spending more and more money on it. Analysts and executives who I've talked to say clearly the chip industry is very cyclical. There will be down cycles in buying of chips, also by operators of data centers that they go into. So this industry is not immune from a downswing, even as the industry itself grows, as AI grows, things like that. But I haven't heard a soul say so far that there's any indication that's going to happen anytime soon. And if you look at NVIDIA's earnings and its forecast, they certainly don't see it. Right. It's kind of hard to imagine anything that might stop the momentum right now. But what are some potential threats or challenges to NVIDIA as we go forward? NVIDIA's main challenges are, firstly, competition. NVIDIA is ahead of the game here because they laid the groundwork for their ascendance. So these other companies, the competitors of NVIDIA, like AMD, 
they're starting to catch up. It's just taking them a, a little bit of time to kind of get their ducks in order and, and get products out there in the market that are really competitive with what NVIDIA has. So that's one of NVIDIA's main challenges. Another one is regulatory and you know competitive authorities across the world, including in Europe and France and the UK and China are examining NVIDIA's business and they're concerned about its dominance in the market for these AI chips. So that's another one. And the third main challenge for NVIDIA is really geopolitics. The U.S. has imposed export controls on chips that limit NVIDIA's ability to sell into the Chinese market. NVIDIA's had to adjust to that, but it's also lost a lot of sales that it otherwise might have had in China. That said, that impact is being offset by the fact that everybody else wants these chips. So there's plenty of other people to sell them to. That's Wall Street Journal semiconductor reporter Asa Fitch. And as we continue to track the artificial intelligence boom, generative AI and streaming are already transforming the future of the movie and TV industry. We want to know, what questions do you have about how entertainment giants like Disney and Warner Brothers Discovery are deciding what to make? And how are you deciding what content is worth paying for? Has streaming changed your viewing habits? Send us a note, or even better, record a voice memo on your phone and send it to wnpod at wsj.com. That's wnpod at wsj.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 212-416-4328. Just be sure to include your name and location. We might use it on the show. We report exclusively that the U.S. government has been in direct contact with Russia to warn it not to deploy a new nuclear-armed anti-satellite weapon. U.S. officials said that would violate the Outer Space Treaty and jeopardize U.S. national security interests. The White House recently confirmed Russia was pursuing anti-satellite capability, but declined to offer specifics, beyond saying it wasn't an active threat to American safety. A spokesperson for the White House National Security Council confirmed that the U.S. engaged with Russians over the issue, but declined to provide specifics on its sensitive channels for engaging with Moscow. Coming up, how far does your college degree go on the job market? Some recent data may surprise you. More after the break. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. Robert Half is here to help. Our recruiting professionals utilize our proprietary AI to connect businesses with highly skilled talent. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. A bit of a bright spot in the housing market. U.S. home sales rebounded in January after hitting their worst level in nearly three decades last year. The National Association of Realtors reported today that sales increased 3.1 percent in January from the prior month to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 4 million, the highest level since August. I asked our housing reporter Nicole Friedman whether that's sustainable. It could definitely be the start of a turning point. There was a decline in mortgage rates in November and December, and that brought some buyers back to the market, made it a little bit more affordable for them to get in. And definitely shopping activity typically picks up in the spring market. There's usually more sales, more buyers, more sellers out in the spring, kind of after the Super Bowl is often when a lot of real estate agents say the market starts to pick up. But that's still a really low level. Four million is still well below the type of home sales numbers we were seeing in 2020, 2021. And so definitely buyers are still hesitant. It's very expensive out there. In the last couple of weeks, rates have started to tick higher again. And so that could spook some buyers and push them back out of the market. You're studying what in college? 
You may have heard this question from concerned parents, and if so, here's some new data for you. It turns out a student's choice of major is critical for landing that first job, even more so than their choice of university, their race, or their gender. A new study by labor analytics firm Burning Glass Institute and nonprofit Strata Education Foundation tracked the career paths of more than 10 million people who entered the job market over the past decade and found roughly half end up in jobs where their degrees aren't needed. Here now with more is Wall Street Journal careers reporter Lindsay Ellis. Okay, so Lindsay, I feel justified in my career having been a dual English and communications major, but these results are pretty surprising. They kind of go against the traditional thinking in a way. Yeah, it is really interesting. What the researchers found was that there is significant variation in the types of jobs that people take based on what their major is. Even some majors that seem to be setting people up for a really concrete role, think public safety and security or management, HR, marketing, those were some of the degrees with the highest levels of underemployment, which the researchers define as taking a job that doesn't require a degree or college level skills. There was also variation just within STEM, and we hear all the time, the answer is STEM, STEM education, science, technology, engineering, math. And yes, some of those categories really do seem to set students up for solid careers and solid jobs, but not all STEM degrees pay off in the same way. Biology, for example, has a lower rate of solid college-level employment than engineering or physical sciences. So really understanding what programs are going to set up graduates for what type of work. The researchers are recommending that colleges take note of this, that students and their families take note of this, and that policymakers take note of it too. Let's talk about those first jobs. What if you can't land one in your field right away? That's the experience many people have. You have to take what you can get. I talked to a number of recent graduates in their 20s who were in exactly that situation. They were looking for jobs for months, and then they took a position that didn't exactly line up with what they wanted to do, but it would pay the bills. And in some cases, they said, you know, this is better than waiting tables or working at a front desk at the local YMCA that even if it wasn't the absolute right fit, it was sort of a step in the right direction. That said, several of those people are years out still kind of navigating that and finding that they aren't quite connecting with the types of jobs that they want, which shows how sticky this concept of underemployment can be. So what should prospective college students make of all this? Is the weight of how important a college degree is changing? So one thing that's clear is that college graduates, whether or not they wind up in jobs that make full use of their degree or fully encapsulate these skills, they still earn more than people who stop education at high school. That said, the degree does not appear to be paying off as much for people who are classified as underemployed and in these positions that don't make use of their degrees. And the data shows that that's a significant portion of these graduates, that it's more than half at the one-year mark and 45% of them 10 years out. And that's a real challenge, especially given how expensive these degrees are. That's Wall Street Journal careers reporter Lindsay Ellis. 
In other news, a new poll by the Pew Research Center gives some insight into how teachers are feeling about the weight of education politics and how race and gender should be discussed in the nation's classrooms. The national survey of about 2,500 teachers found most believe students should be taught that the legacy of slavery persists. Those educators felt parents shouldn't be able to opt their children out of lessons on racism. On the topic of gender, however, most educators surveyed don't think schools should teach that a child's gender can be different from the child's birth sex. More than 40 percent said high-profile discussions about classroom content have had a negative impact on their jobs. And 7 in 10 think teachers don't have enough influence over what they teach. AT&T says it has restored service to wireless customers after people across the U.S. reported problems with making cell phone calls. Customers began reporting problems on Down Detector, which tracks internet outages, after 3 a.m. ET this morning. And there were nearly 75,000 reports by around 9 a.m. Cricket Wireless, which is owned by AT&T, also had network issues. Some users took to social media to voice their frustrations and insist on account credits to make up for the inconvenience. And finally, you can probably quickly recall the signature smell of your favorite bakery or coffee chain. But what about the office? Managers have struggled to get more employees into the workplace, despite making demands and offering perks. Our career and workplace reporter Ray Smith says that after trying to lure workers into the office by improving access to natural light or by broadcasting soothing white noise, some companies are now turning to scents. Managers are keenly aware that there are still a lot of workers who dislike the office experience. So their thinking is that anything that can lift people's moods is worth trying. There have been studies that show that scent can have a positive effect on one's emotions and moods. And scent is just the latest in the arsenal of things they're hoping will, will make people feel better about returning to offices. This seems to me like a really tough balance to strike. Sensors so polarizing. How do you find one everyone can agree on? Or one that's subtle enough not to cause a stir? You can hear more on this story on today's episode of the Your Money Briefing podcast. And that's what's news for this Thursday afternoon. Today's show was produced by Anthony Bancy and Pierre bien with supervising producer Michael Kosminis. I'm Anne-Marie Fertoli for The Wall Street Journal. We'll be back with a new show tomorrow morning. Enter a revolutionary business world where AI meets power with Intel Core Ultra and Intel vPro. Imagine PCs that boost productivity, creativity, and collaboration with cutting-edge AI. They're gateways to innovation, engineered with powerful AI performance, hardware-based security, and AI-powered threat detection. Plus, they're built sustainably and can be managed remotely. Transform your workflow with Intel Core Ultra and Intel vPro today. No product can be absolutely secure. Become an IT hero at intel.com slash ITHeroes.